And I said to him, brother, the Lord Jesus appeared to me in 1983, 84 February, where he showed me three cities in England where the revival will burst out in flames. And I said to him, last week, Friday, Wednesday, the Lord Jesus visited me within 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. Because I went to bed at 2 a.m. and I woke up at 5 in the morning. And within that period, the Lord had visited me. And showed me what is next in the agenda. We are sent to this nation. Either born in this nation or cross the river to this nation. And the reason why we are sent is for this last day's revival, the end time revival. And I saw you on Wednesday with the Lord Jesus. I'm talking about you folks. And what you were doing together with me and him, the Lord, I told you when I came back, I rejoice over you. <laughs> you know, it's like a country that is sitting on a big deposit of oil. And that country had been colonized. And the colonial, the colonial master did not recognize that they had oil. And then they gave them independence. And the year they gave them independence, they discovered that they are sitting on the largest deposit of oil in the world. Excuse me. Did God not say to Moses, tell Pharaoh, let my people what? Go. Why? That they may what? Come on now, say it loud. If you are looking at me, what have you been doing with Bible? You put it as a pillow, and yet you have nightmares, bless you. Hallelujah. The Bible did not say this book of the law shall be your pillow. Neither did it say this book of the law shall be your covering wrapper. It says this book of the law shall not what? Depart from. I cannot hear you. From where? Say it loud. I cannot hear you, church. And then it said you must what? Be meditated upon each day and... And then he said, you must what? Be careful to do, yes, everything that is written in it. And then what did he say will happen to you? He didn't say you will prosper. He said you will make your way. <laughs> so it's a choice. You will make your way prosperous. And you have good success. Don't worry about what happened to the projector today. God had delivered us from it. Through you. Through you. Through you. Through you. Hallelujah, somebody. So God has been telling us, I recognize and understand better today. Because of his visitation coming upon the church on earth from July 2015. So God has seared the wind here for me to teach you about who you truly are. And it is not by mistake that the men came with the topic. It is by God's inspiration and design. And the topic they said is equipping, equipped to reign. Equipping the saints of God to reign. And so in the past five days, if you have not been coming, apart from those of you who probably are visiting today, 
or those of you who are visiting from any other one of our church, sister churches. But if you belong to this house and you have not been coming from Monday, I will tell you don't dare it next time. Because God had passed through this place in a serious way. And one of the days I was on the pulpit and God began to speak. And it was that, that day the Lord said to me, anoint those who are in this service today for impartation of the authority and power. Really what God had spoken, somebody on the sick bed called me yesterday, today when I called the person. He said, Apostle, I was with you in the service yesterday. My spirit was lifted yesterday by the message I had. She is on the sick bed, but she was connected into the service and yet received her miracle. Listen to me, therefore. Don't play games with God anymore. The days of games are over. Hey. This is not the message, but let me show you something. Somebody look at the book of Proverbs 6. Uh, Proverbs 8. Proverbs chapter 8. I need someone to give them a microphone. Read it. No, leave that. Read it. From verse 1. Somebody with microphone who is a, an, an eloquent reader. Take microphone and read. I don't want any one of you who are my members or those of you who are my partners who watch over the television to be spectator when God is passing through. The reason why I want to read this scripture to you, this is not the message, I'll go to the message in a minute. The reason why I want to read the scripture to you is this, I was sharing with somebody the tricks of Satan in these last days. Many Christians don't understand that the way the devil attacks Christians is different from how he does to the world. The people in the world, he rules them aggressively, ferociously, and all the acts that you have seen of evil is done through the devil for using these people as vessels. But for those who go to church, what the devil does is this. He comes to you as if he is not the one. So that you will think that you are the one who woke up tired. On the day you should go and serve God. But on the day you should go and waste your time and life, you are very active and you are very strong. When you get engaged in all these activities that are useless for the earth, for, the, for eternity. Okay? But when it comes to going to serve God, you just wake up and get tired. He will arrange someone to visit you at the very time God is waiting for you in church. So that you will think that that person has a, a good thing. And he is the same one who will frustrate all your intentions. Because you have ignored your God. Satan works on the written word accurately. I think Satan will be <laughs> the greatest human advocate. Because Satan knows the word. And Satan holds the, the saints and the righteous by the word. That is the only way he can have access into the life of a believer. What I'm saying is that do not take your God for granted. Whenever God calls for a meeting, either it's a convention or an ordinary midweek meeting, you better run there. In a short time, there will be no time for it again on earth. Because very shortly, the sins of God on earth will vanish. Not everybody who comes to church will follow. It is, it is expedient for anyone who professes to serve God to examine how he treats his maker. You look at those who are not serving the true God. How the commitment they have.
told their God. Now, Jesus says, unless you, Christian, your religion is more than the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of God. And if you look at the Pharisees, these are people who do not serve the true God. They lost the God who made heavens and earth. But they are so committed and so religious. And so what the devil has done to many Christians is to make you ignore the real thing. And to make you seek after God when he cannot be found. So when the devil pulls the string and everything is falling to pieces, then some people recognize that they have to fast. What are you doing before when things are good? Then they will sleep in church. What are you doing? When, things, when the Lord was calling for you. Look at that scripture in the book of Proverbs. Look at verse 1. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understand and raise her voice mm-hmm. at the highest point along the way. Where the paths meet, she takes her stand beside the gate leading into the city. At the entrance, she cries aloud, To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all humanity. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. (laughs) My mouth speaks what is true. For my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. Stop. And when he was speaking from Monday till today, where were you? Go on. To the discerning All of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver. Mm. Knowledge rather than the choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies. And nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. Mm. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. Come on now. I hate pride and arrogance, hmm. evil behavior and perverse speech. Cancel and sound judgments are mine. Come on. I have insight. I have power. Hmm. By me, kings rule. Come on now. And rulers issue decrees that are just. Mm-hmm. By me, princes govern and nobles all who rule on earth. Verse 17, shall we read it together? I love, I love those, those who, who love me. me. And, and those, those who, who seek, seek me, find me. me. Stop. The race is not meant for the swift. Neither does wealth come to the wise. I want to see this house filled every day by people who understand that wisdom Surpasses all. You cannot rule without him. And if you read that scripture down, <sighs> it tells you that I, wisdom speaking, is Jesus Christ. I will together now. We can ease our life by serving God truly. And we can complicate our life by ignoring him. 
But everybody who ignore him always go back to him with pain and sorrow and crying and wailing. That won't be your portion. Amen. So then do what I say. I have a way that is easy for man. It is just the way to serve the true God. Everyone that does not serve him, Satan gives them what to serve. Either they will serve themselves or will serve another man. I haven't served other men for a long time. All their labor, it says, is fuel for fire. But wisdom is the one you can sit at his feet and then you can reign. Now let us see a few things that wisdom said to us. Pastor, you can be seated, please. Wisdom has spoken to us in this house through this week. One emphasis. Don't you know that you are God? For you are sons of the living God. And he began by talking to us from the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says, And God said, Come, let us make man in our own image, then in our likeness, and then, it says, and let them rule. And we found out that for us to understand that, we need to go to the God himself. And so we looked at Genesis, the beginning of the revelation of God. And the first thing we saw in the Genesis chapter 1, it says what? In the beginning, and what was the first thing God did? Come on, speak it loud. And say it again. So we recognize that the first introduction of our God is that he created. And if God made you in his image, and what introduced God is that he created, therefore, you will be introduced by creating something that will be a solution to humanity. You will be recognized by creating solutions in the place where there is misery. You will be recognized by creating boldness where everybody is afraid. Somebody say amen. amen. Therefore, we recognize that in verse 27, therefore, it says, So God created man in his own image. And in his what? Likeness. All right. So then we recognize that if God created us in his image, and in his likeness, which means his behavior, his charisma, his ability, his grace, the way he does things. We know, first of all, that we are God's image. And how we look is how God looks. My God is my father. I look like my father. And my father looks like me. There is no difference between my look and the look of my father. We only choose to have different forms. We have the same features. My father can see, I can see. My father can hear, I can hear. He can work, I can work. And we looked at the areas of the scripture that tells us that God walks. God has hands. God spoke with his mouth. Okay? And we looked at everything that we have in the future. God has it. Then we recognized yesterday about God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we recognized that the Holy Spirit is the same human form. Holy Spirit walks to people. Holy Spirit has legs, he has hands, he has mouth, he has eyes, he has everything that you have. But then we recognize that then God sent the Holy Spirit into us so that we can manifest God. So that everything God is, we can be and we are. Now let me say something to you. 
Because you are a human being doesn't mean that you will speak. Because if you reserve your right to speak, you will be dumb. That is, though you can speak, you are not dumb, but you decide not to speak. So we recognize, therefore, that God has created us like himself. And God expects us to manifest like him. Hallelujah. So therefore, what are the four things that we saw in the attributes of God? The first thing in Genesis 1 is what? The power of the word. Spoken word. Verse 3 says what? You know we did the lecture together, isn't it? So what happened in verse 3? What does it begin with? Say it loud. Say it very louder. How many people are from the general headquarters here? I'm so sorry for you. I will strip your, your, your rank of general if you don't speak. I will turn you to a lieutenant headquarters. Now, can you tell me what is in verse 3 of Genesis 1? And God... What about verse 6? And God... Listen to me. God said verse 1, verse 3, God said verse 6, God said verse 8, God said verse 13, God said verse 23. And when God spoke, what happened? It beat. Let there be light, and light beat. And then when God spoke those things to be, what did he do? And God saw, and God saw, and God saw. Power of what? Observation. Don't do things without observing. Because if you have gone wrong and you don't look back, you will have built on wrong footing and you have gone too far out by the time you recognize yourself, wasted your life, wasted your energy, wasted your strength. Let me say something to you. God spoke. He observes it. That as I intend, so it is. Okay? Then, God separated the light. Definition. No, precision. That's the part of precision. God said, light, this is light. He separated the light from darkness. Then he said, light, you are light. And light governs the day, and you are darkness, and darkness governs the night. So God is precise in his creation, and God defines what he creates. Definition is the mother of function. Hello, somebody. When you call something by a name, it acts according to its name. A young man here, who everybody has been calling here, Alfred, yes, Alfred, yes, sit down, stand up, go here, carry this stuff, isn't it? And that young boy defined his purpose in life and began to pursue his course, the course of his life. And suddenly one day, the boy graduated. The boy said, I want to marry. All right? 
when we bring them to, to the front to, to wed them, he's still Alfred, but he's now a husband. Are we together now? After some time, the boy has a son and a daughter. He's still Alfred, but he has son and daughter. Because the guy is defined, because the guy exhibits the attributes of God, focused, purposeful, and one day, the police arrested you. And before you say Jack Robinson, the following day they take you to court. All right? And suddenly the boy, your boy, as all of you were sitting down in court, walks in, and someone says, Court, what happens to you? You rise. You rise. Really, if you are going to be the advocate for a criminal, and you come before him, you call him what? My Lord. When you get to church, you can call him Alfred. But in that place, if you dare open your mouth to call him Alfred, they will make sure that uh, you serve few hours in detention. Do you know what I'm telling you? Anyone who can have a vision like God did, who can speak his vision by understanding, who can observe that the things that he set to do is achieved, and who can set up his priorities with precision, and who can make sure every step taken in his life is exactly as he had planned it. And who can tell you by the end of the journey what he expects to get and achieve? That person, whatever the case may be, will achieve his aim. We recognize that God created heavens and the earth. And the verse 2 says, now the earth was useless. And we recognize that God wasn't panicking, he was in control. He was not moved by the mess up around the world. Because he said the earth, the earth was void and empty. But we, were, we now decided to investigate. Why is God not panicking? Why is God not moved? Because Isaiah 45 as it tells us that God created the world. He said, I God, I created this world. I created it not to be empty. I created it to be inhabited. But now the world was empty. No wonder God was not panicking. Because God had a plan. Though something invaded the plan, which is the darkness. And the darkness prevailed over what God had done and God allowed it. Do you know something? God has power not to permit that. But for God to permit it, God wanted to lay a template for God's. That will be born by him. So that those who will be born by him will recognize how God ought to handle matters. God created heavens and the earth. God did not intend it to be empty. It was beautiful, but now it was empty. Contrary to God. But now, 
It was void. Not only that, darkness took over. And yet the Spirit of God was hovering, but he did not take over. Waiting for an instruction. And I'll tell you something, all the time in your life, this is how the Spirit of God hovers over you all the time, waiting for you to say something so that he may activate something to happen. Let me say something to you. Nothing can happen in this world without the Spirit of God activating good things I'm talking about. And somebody has to take the position to speak it to be. Each time men, those who are God's children, keep quiet, evil prevails. When you open your mouth to make declaration, evil ceases. Evil stops. Evil stops when man rises up. Look, let me say something to you. Don't look at yourself as you used to look at yourself again after this conference. I am speaking to you by the word and I am speaking to you by, by experience. You know something with God? When Elijah was terrorized, you know, ministers were running away and God was keeping and feeding them. Because God told Elijah that he had been feeding some people. Okay? But the day Elijah had it to neck, Elijah said, no, this is abnormality. This is not in line with the covenant of God. So, he did not ask God for permission. He took a step and a stand and spoke what man had never spoken on God's behalf to challenge the power that was intimidating God's people. After he had made declaration, then he went back to God and said, God, I said it. And God said, you got it right. And I back you up. You have kept quiet for too long. And you have allowed the devil to mess around your family, your home, your children, your husband, your wives. Your extended brothers and sisters. Even some of you, the devil had made you turn away from them and blame those people for what they did not perpetrate, but what they have been used by the devil to do. And so you have disconnected yourself from how God will see those people. And because of that, instead of speaking and putting an end to the oppression of Satan, you have only judged the people for doing wrong. The one step difference between a madman and a man that is not mad is mercy. Listen to me. Anybody can be mad. If God will draw his mercy, Satan will make everybody in the world insane. Can you blame a mad person for his act? You cannot. Okay. So when the devil mess up your brothers, mess up your sisters, mess up your son, mess up your daughter, why do you blame them? Why don't you see behind the veil that there is a being that is trying to destroy what you are building. Look, let me say this to you. If everybody in your family are successful, it eases your life. If you are the only successful man in your family, you are the most miserable. Because everybody will be coming to you, you will never enjoy that success till you die. And what is salvation for? When Paul, Peter was speaking to them, in chapter 2 of Acts, he says, this salvation, this manifestation you have seen, is for you and your Household. And when you look at the word household in Greek, it's talking about you, your immediate family, your extended relations, and then it says, and to the ends of the earth, those that are yet to be called in. 
Has the devil not made many of us to see the, when he oppresses our brothers and our sisters, when he oppresses our family members, has the devil not made us a judge over them to judge them for what they did not understand is happening? When their spirit is crying out, knowing our spirit that we carry the authority of heaven, and crying to God that I wish this man would say something, that I will be free from this cage. But because we who should say something, some of us have not seen ourselves in this position that God has placed us. We have used our physical, our human mental to try to solve spiritual matters. Stop it. God has suffered so much by that. Because the church that should work in cooperation with him to bring his will to pass on earth, lost understanding. Even some of them just coexist with the manifestation of sin. Listen to me. Don't you know that you are sons of God? What did John 3.16 says? For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in Him will not, but have. The next verse says, For God did not send His Son to this world to condemn the world, that, but that the world may be saved through Him. What about verse 12? As many who what? Received Him. Who had believed in His name. God gave them what? The power. The authority. The alacrity. Listen there. To be called what? Sons of God. And it went further in the next verse to say, These people are sons not born by human nature or by the decision of husband and wife. Come on now. Your birth did not come by two parents agreeing to your coming to the world. It did not come because somebody and another person agreed that let's bring him forth. He says we are born not by the decision of mortal man. If children born by mortal man have the right to live, alright, and they are subject to the conditions of mortality, they are born they die. Because mortality is given battle and it dies. How much more will the children born by the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit decision when it says, come let us make man in our image. How much more will such man receive back the likeness of the Father which he originally gave to Adam in the Garden of Eden and live forever? We do not die. We sleep. The master said, we do not die, we sleep. Even when his friend died, he said, Lazarus sleepeth. And then one of them said, then let's leave him alone to rest. There are still some Christians who are in that position. Understand spiritual things. Jesus said, Lazarus sleepeth. He said, leave him alone then. Jesus said, oh, my, my, my brother, you can't understand. Really, for your sake, I will say now, he is dead. What does that mean? Those who are dead to you, if they are of God, to God, they did not die. For he, God, does not die. And those he gives birth to cannot die forever. For they are out of God. And God lives in them. And then he says to them, he is dead in your understanding. 
And say, ah, then let us go and die with him. That is some Christians too here. You still think you should go and die with somebody? No, no, you don't go die with them, you give life to them. And Jesus said, all right, let us go and what wake him up. He did not, Jesus never conceded to the fact of death of Lazarus. He said, we go to wake him up. You don't wake up somebody who is dead. You wake up somebody who is sleeping. He has told them in the spiritual, we do not die, we sleep. And the one from whom we came will wake us up when the time is up. Therefore, listen to me. Why should you be awake today? Which means living. You are awake for only one reason. That the will of the Father in heaven be fulfilled on earth. Jesus says that will be done on earth as it is. I cannot hear you. As it is where? As it is where? Do you know where that begins? You, your life tonight. Everything that is contrary to heaven in your life, you give up. Because your life should be as heaven had determined it. Your life should be as heaven had declared it. Because Jesus says that it will be done here, 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 here on earth. As it is in heaven, then that will be done in your family as it is in heaven. Listen to me. Whatever the devil has done in your family will give way tonight. Because what happens in your family, according to God the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, is that the will of the Heavenly Father be done in your family. This is why you are born again. We are going to pray now. This is how we are going to pray. If you are sons of God, okay, that's the reason why we can call God our Father. I've helped you understand that we are not born by man, we are born by God. And by God's decision we are born. Look at the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 15. It says, for you did not receive the Spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. But you receive the spirit of sonship. And by him we say what? Have a father. Tell somebody God is your father. You didn't get what I said. I said God is your father. Brother, tell me what's your name. Yes. Brother Elvin. Calvin, your surname, Mark, Macfoyle, Calvin, Macfoyle, God. Are you with me now? You've given your life to Jesus, haven't you? Yeah. Calvin, Macfoyle, God. The silent part of your name is the redefinition of your identity. And that is what remains with you for eternity. And as your father or not, We'll be very happy when you go to school and you are coming back. He's happy to renew you know, with his son. Regardless of all your differences. More than that, the God of heaven cannot wait for us to come back home. We are sons of God. And we say to God, 
Abba, Father. If you can say to your earthly father anything you want and you have confidence he will deliver, especially when, if, when you are very young. And when you are very young, when you ask from your dad what you are not supposed to get, and dad says, I will give it to you, you will go away. Daddy, daddy promised, isn't it? So God, the father wants you and I to relate to him. Look at your God as your father. You came from him. What about Jesus Christ in the flesh? We are his brothers. You are Jesus' brothers. He is the firstborn. We are the secondborn. Look at the book of Romans 8.17. It says, now if we are children... Then we are heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, or co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering, in, in order that we may also share in his glory. We are joint heirs. Come on now, let me tell you some few hidden things behind that. Who are the servants of Jesus? It's angels. Isn't it? Anywhere Jesus is going, who are his bodyguards? His angels. Jesus cannot be in a place without angels there. So are you. The Bible says, it's not all, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? Anytime you say, in the name of Jesus, angels turn for instruction. Blind, see! The angels will touch the eyes and instantly sight will come. Lame, walk. They will hold the leg. I have seen them before in my crusade. Seen them before. I was in New Cross some day, some time ago. You know, a few years ago. And as I was ministering just like today, I saw four angels, my ministering spirits. The Lord allowed me to see them before. This is one of my confidence when I go anywhere. I cannot enter a place Without they entering the place. That's why when the occult in Ijebu was messing up, I said, let's have the meeting in your forbidden forest. To the head of occult. Someone asked me that day, Apostle, are you in your right mind? And I told him, we'll soon know who is out of his mind. Between you and I. You guys have been here for seven years. They are pressing the whole churches here. And you are running for nothing. You are running before nothing. I cannot accept that the Bible is not true. Because the Bible says woe to them who, cause, who call evil good. And it says that all who worship idols are nothing. If the Bible calls them nothing, woe is me if I will call them something. They are nothing. That's the reason why I told you, go tell them my message that we should meet in their forbidden forest. Their forbidden forest is the strongest hold for them. This is a place they will never permit anyone to enter unless those who are cult members. And I want to challenge them in their forest where all their demons abode. Because if we say we should have the meeting in church, they may say I'm partial. I say let's have the meeting in your own stronghold. If your God is God, permit me to enter his shrine. If I enter his shrine and you can still worship that God there, then I'm not a child of God. 
Why? Because if I step into the shrine, the angels of the Lord will step in there with me. And if the angels of the Lord are with me there, I cannot imagine any demon waiting in that place. It is impossible. It is impossible. Hallelujah, somebody. Impossible and cannot. Listen to me. Why was I not afraid? When the all eventually appeared, their ten fingers had rusted rings. Men among them who are occult leaders painted their eyes with black shadow. Women paint their eyelid with something beautiful. This guy painted their eyelid with like charcoal. And their eyes were red, real red. Not the white has become something else. Alright? And they are all wild. And one of them did the most useless thing. He, he put Everybody have necklace and they have cross and stuff. He had a necklace, but a life tortoise is what was in his chest. That was his power. It's good to have a tortoise barbecue, isn't it? And they have boasted among themselves how they will look at the apostle, he will drop dead. The one who has the power to look and the blood of man will dry up. He inseminated all his eyes. Fresh insemination. The head of witches, women, was there. The head of satanists was there. And the head of idol cults were there. And they all came fortified. And their men was in the front. And their women were at the back. Waiting under a tree. Which they have fortified according to their foolishness. When I came down from my car, also I put on the goggle of the Holy Spirit. Jehovah sees. Listen to me. I went straight to the leader who looked harmless among all of them. He carried the staff of office in his right hand. I stretched my hand to his right hand. He stretched his left hand to me. I stretched my right hand to him. He, he, he is not supposed to shake with right hand. Because he has this authority they have given him. He's holding his right hand. I looked at it. He looked at my eyes. I looked at his hand. And the king following me, who was an idol himself. But now, born again through my meeting. The king said to the leader, are you blind? Are you blind? The third time he said to him, are you blind? Change your hand. He gave up his power. Instantly. I shook him, I drew him to myself and hugged him. I went to the one who had shadows and insemination. I shook him with all his rusted rings. He couldn't escape because he's the next person. I drew him to myself and I hugged him. I, the one who had the tortoise before he changed his mind, I grabbed him, shook him and drew him to myself and I hugged him. By the time I went to the fourth one, they were all falling by the anointing. Listen to me. We serve the living God. With their own feet, they withdrew. They were going backwards like that. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the first one didn't kill me. The second one could not kill me. The third one could not kill me. The fourth one could not. How much more? The primaries. When university graduates are failing, what do primaries do? They took to their heels. 
The pastors were looking at me from afar. They were running towards me. One of them asked me, Apostle, what, is, what instructs your boldness? I told them, there is a God in you. What he says is true. Anything that he did not say, woe to the man who says it, it cannot be true. The Bible says, let God be true. Let every man be liar. The people in that region for, for their life since they were born till the time I got there had exalted these wicked people and they have set up manners of prayers about wicked people. When they gather, 90% of their prayers is to the devil. When will you worship God? When will you say thank you to God? Listen to me. That day they recognize that the Bible is true. The Bible says that not all angels... Ministering spirit sent to serve those who we want inherit salvation. Is it by anointing? No. And if you call it anointing, you are the same anointing. What is anointing? Anointing is Holy Spirit. Does Holy Spirit live in you? Yes. Does it live in me? Yes. If it is anointing, then every pastor, every apostle should be doing what I'm doing. What do you think me? I'm a foolish man. Who believe that the word of God is just what it says. I may argue with your academics. I cannot argue with the Bible. You may convince me about your learned, your learned understanding. Okay. And win me to your side in your career. But you cannot win me to any side when it comes to God. God is 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 God. And what God says I am, that is what I am. Even if I'm not manifesting it, I am see what God says I am. I may still be a baby. I am see what God says I am. I may still be forming. I'm going to get there someday. The only way I can prove it is to dare anything that God says to me. Break the door of the devil. Because you have God in you. Anywhere God goes, angels go. Do you have to need to see them? No. I entered a shrine and I was confronted in a village. No life, no water. I got up. They called killers to break my neck and the killers surrounded us in the house, in that compound. I got up and I moved towards the head, an old man. And the man was standing, bending like that. Uh-huh. And the killers were around us, hitting their hands against their body. Pa! Pa! And we were in their compound. Pastor Dakpo was there. And I moved to the head. And I said, you know, I'm not here alone. Because you can see, you are surrounded by angels. All the slaves who are boys, who assignment is to kill with human hand. They shrank and stood up. And I said, let any one of these people, when my finger gets to one, it will back off. Get to the other, it will back off. Pastor Dako was behind me looking round. I said, let he who thinks he has power stretch his hand. And I said, and I tell you the hand will be withered. Try it! Everybody shook. And I turned my back to the man. I said, I came to preach Jesus to you. You refuse. You are the first mortal man on earth. I will shake the dust of my feet against you. 
It shall be terrible for you in the days of judgment. And I turned the back of my feet and I said, I shake the dust of my feet against you. And I moved. The man right in front of me got out. And my men followed me. They were still. They so we walked through their compound and came out of their compound. In that town, that day, I held a crusade. You know why I'm telling you these things? You are sons of God. You are born to rule. Your own territory may begin from your family. What is it in your family that has been messing up your brothers and sisters and relatives and you are running away from it? What is it that you fear in your father's compound? In your clan? Some people can't go to their family home. As far as I'm concerned, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Yeah? Whatever the enemy is doing around you, around your home, around your life, today you put an end to it. I say you put an end to it. Someone says, Apostle, I don't have power. I don't have power either. He is the power in us. He is the power. He says, if the enemies are coming against you like a flood, God will raise a standard. Tonight, God will raise a standard against your enemies. I cannot hear amen, somebody. I cannot hear him as somebody. I cannot hear him as somebody. Yes. How will you help God? Believe in God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophet and you will prosper. I say tonight, God will raise a standard against your enemies. Those who seek after your life shall turn their back and they shall run in the name of Jesus. The sickness that I've held you bound for years, it shall lose you alone in the name of Jesus. Your feet shall be strengthened. Your kidneys shall be changed. Your heart are replaced. Your liver is healed. But at least he live now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God did not save us to suffer. He saved us to be like him. Whatever has contended with you, in accordance to the word of Isaiah, it shall fall because of you. Deuteronomy 28 verse 7. He says, I will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. If that be the case, whoever has risen against you, they shall be defeated tonight in the name of Jesus. He said they will come against you in one way, they will run in seven directions. Those who come against you in one way, they will run in seven directions tonight. Listen to me. He says in verse 20, verse 12, I will send, I will open the heavens and send rain upon the works of your hand. If your hand is dry today, receive the rain of God in the name of Jesus. The works of your hand, your dry ground shall bring forth seedlings. Listen to me. In Exodus 23, in verse 19, he said, I send my angel ahead of you to bring you to the land of the Hivites, the land of Canaan, the land of the Kishites. And he said, and I will wipe them out before you. Everyone that occupy your destiny, I declare by the word of God, they'll be wiped out before you in the name of Jesus Christ. If you have been struggling about destiny, as God led Israel out by prophetic, and they entered Canaan by prophetic, I stand at the prophet of God, enter into your Canaan in the name of Jesus Christ. Egypt did not enter Canaan with Israel. Your Egypt shall not follow you anymore. They shall be disconnected from your life. Those who lay you waste shall depart from you. Listen to me. 
Verse 25 of it, it says, Worship the Lord your God. He will cause his blessing to come upon your food and water. Worship the Lord your God. Exodus 23, 25. He will cause your, his blessing to come upon your food and water. I command your food and your water to receive the blessings of God. He said you shall not bow your heads to idols because you did not bow your heads to idols. The promise of blessing in Exodus 23, verse 25 comes upon your food and your water. He says none shall be barren in your land. Anyone under my voice that was set to a barren, I declare as a messenger of God, you are not fruitful in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your womb shall give birth to children, but this time next year you will carry them in your hands. If the day and the night could not contend with the word of God, then what I say, no one will contend with it. It says, I will take away sickness from among you. If you are sick in your blood, you are healed. It doesn't matter whether they call it AIDS or HIV. Whatever is in your blood that is not of God. Either diabetes, they call it, or high blood pressure. I take authority by the word of God. I declare you all in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is the one who gives life to the dead. And he says to the dead, rise up and he rose up. Whatever the devil has put to death in your life, I come alive into them. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Anyone that is bound by change, he says you will know the truth. And the truth will break your chains. Every word I quote today, I send them to attack chains and shackles. I command chains be broken. I command fetters be broken. Shackles of the enemies be destroyed. Yoke on the neck be shattered. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are born by God. That's what you are. You are sons of the Most High. That's what you are. Nothing can contend with our God. Those who contend with you shall be as nothing. In accordance with the word, those who rise up against you shall mist up like smoke. The word of God cannot be broken. Let me say something to you. In blessing, the Lord will bless you. As you leave this place tonight, somebody will hear a good news. I can see padlock. Because padlock was made by man. And not by God. Everyone whose case has been padlocked, I declare it shall not hold. Anyone who has been nailed upon the tree. Because somebody has been nailed upon the tree because of you. Whatever man has incantated and nailed upon the tree, I command the nail to come out. To the ends of the earth, I command them to shoot out. The word that men have spoken against you, contrary to my word, which are speaking to you in God, from tonight they fail. Never again will the word of men, mortal men, define your tomorrow, except the word spoken by God through the lips of men. Every statement contrary to God spoken to your life, even if they have manifested, I will draw that tonight. They shall gather no water. As mist will blow, and it shall never be seen again, so shall they be taken away like a smoke. Can somebody be healed of old injury? Yes, your knees are healed. Right now, I command your knee to begin to move. 
Your bones that have been cracked. Receive brand new bones in your body. Yay. He created the heavens and the earth. And he created man upon it. That they may have dominion. Everything that contend against your dominion. From this hour. I decree that you rule over them. It is written in the book of Isaiah 14.24. The Lord Almighty has sworn. Surely as I plan it shall be. Everything that is contesting against the plans of God in your life. For tonight they shall fail. Do you know something? As God sends angels to his people to minister to them, devil also send his messengers to make man miserable. The messengers of hell that have been assigned to you, I decree that the fire of God will locate them. Every messenger of hell, from the earth to hell, who have been assigned over your life, I decree by the decree of heaven that the fire of God will locate them. Heavenly Father, the Bible says, have you been to the storehouse of God, where he keeps his hailstone for the days of battle? I stretch my hand to your holy hill, and I apply from heaven, O God, for hailstone. Let your hailstone fall upon them. 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 From London to hell, burn in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth. It is written, as I purpose, it will stand. Everything that is working against the purpose of God. In your life, in your family, in your business, in what you stand for. In your good cause in life. Today, I command them to be defeated. I command them to be taken over. I command them to be swallowed up. If Satan had made your yesterday sour. If Satan had made your yesterday sorrowful. If Satan had made your yesterday regrettable, I command it is written. And the Lord will restore the year the locusts have eaten. By the decree of heaven, you are restored in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command the canker one to vomit them. I command the papa one to vomit them. Because God one keeps concerning them, saying, Touch not God's anointed and make God's prophet no harm. Your past will not determine your tomorrow anymore. All your bad past that is haunting you, I disconnect you from them tonight. Your tomorrow shall be great. You shall prosper. You shall prosper. In righteousness, you shall be established. Tyranny shall be far from you. They will not come near your tent, says the Lord. Today is a judgment day. For your enemies, they are judged. For your opposition, they are judged. By the standard of the world, everyone that have contravened the laws of God over your life, I command them into oblivion. I command their feet to be burned with shackles. I declare that the angels of God shall put a chain around their neck. I command that they will take them back to the abode and lock them up. Because you have identified with Jesus, I speak. Father, I told these people about you. And I told them about your angels. You are signed with me when I go places. Father, I 
assigned angels over everybody. Increase your assigned angels over everybody. Lord, I ask you, the work that we are entering into is awesome, is powerful. Father, time has come. Release your holy angels. Over their life, release your holy angels. Over their ways, release your holy angels. Over their businesses, release your holy angels. Mighty ones who obey the bidings of the Father, release upon every one of these people. And those who watch me all over the world, let the arm of your child be strengthened. Let the limbs of your child be empowered. May we grow wings like eagles. May we fly and never be weary. May we run and never faint any longer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Everything that you fear, we begin to fear you. Hey. Yeah, Lord. I can see the Father in heaven rejoicing. I can see the angels of God flying and rejoicing and celebrating. Is it not harvest time? Enter into your harvest in the name of Jesus. Enter into your harvest in the name of Jesus. Enter into your harvest in the name of Jesus, as of Nazareth. For your regret of yesterday, you will begin to sing praises of God. For your sorrow of yesterday, you enter into a new celebration. For your defeat of yesterday, you enter into multiple successes and victory. Listen to me. Today is the day of blessing. The Lord bless you. May the King of Zion bless you. Out of the bosom of the Father. May a book of your life be opened in the presence of the ancient of days. I ask you, Father, may the King of heaven, the Father of all mankind, be jealous because of you. May he send you grain enough to satisfy you fully. May your granary be filled with grains and your vat overflow with wine. May you never forget today. That the Lord restore back your captive to Zion. And you shall be like a man who dreamed. And you shall say in a matter of hours. And people shall say to you, the Lord has done great things for you. And then you shall respond, the Lord has done great things for us. So we rejoice for all your years of sowing in tears. You begin to come back with sheaves in your hands. For all your years of sowing in tears. You begin to come back with sheaves of joy. You begin to come back with testimonies. You begin to sing praise unto the Most Holy One. For the very mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So it is. So shall it be. And so it is forever. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody say Amen. 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 Say to me, my joy has come. My victory has come. My glory has come. Lift up your voice and begin to worship Him. Lift up your voice and worship Him. Praise Him who lives forever and ever. Hallelujah forever. This snare is broken. 
This nail is broken. This nail is broken. We have escaped. We have escaped. Help is in the name of the Lord. The maker of heaven and earth. Worship Him. Worship Him.